Welcome to the Transforming Discipleship Podcast, brought to you by smallgroups.com. It's a brand new podcast designed for church leaders seeking to make disciples for Jesus Christ in and outside the church. I'm your host, Oliver Hersey, and I'm a pastor of discipleship at Calvary Church in Orland Park, Illinois. Smallgroups.com is desiring to support busy leaders like all of us out there who are actively serving in churches, maybe we're pastors or volunteers or working in a parachurch ministry. And we've all thought, you know, let's start a podcast with short, concise episodes and see what happens because we're seeking to just foster places where we can grow. In this first episode, I am joined by a well-known friend of smallgroups.com, Pastor Bill Search. Bill, how are you today? I'm doing great, Oliver. How are you doing today? I am good. I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit offline, and I'm really pumped to have you on as a regular guest on this show. We thought for this first episode, we could just get to know you a little bit. Some people know you well, some people know your work well, but I'm sure there's going to be some that are tuning into this podcast at some point in time that do not know who you are and and the type of work you've done. So I'm wondering, Bill, uh, you're a thought leader in this realm of discipleship. I'm wondering if you could just share with us perhaps a little bit about your current role in the church and maybe also kind of share with us the moment in your life when you realized the value of transformative discipleship. Oh, yeah. Well, currently I serve in Oklahoma City, great church, Crossings Community Church, and the role that I have here is executive pastor of ministries. Great, fun role, great church, keeps me very, very busy. And so I love the people here and the church here. Oklahoma, the, the joke amongst the locals is no one ever chose to live in Oklahoma City, but once they got to know the other people around here, they stay. It's a great, great group of people. So uh, that's a little bit about Are you a Thunder fan? Do you like basketball? Uh, you know, I, I, here's the deal. I'm a Michigan native, so I will always be a Pistons fan. And then I went to college and graduate school in Chicagoland. So in the great years of Michael Jordan. So there's a little bit of Bulls love inside of me too. So, but hey, the Thunder, they're great. I, I, I'm not a hater. I always sort of try to root for the home team. So, so Bill, I live in Chicago and I'm also a Michigan native. I'm also a Detroit Pistons fan and a fan of Michael Jordan. I understand your conflicted, oh, yes. your conflicted realities very well very well. Yes. little side note, when I moved here, people said, hey, are you a Sooner or a Cowboys fan, meaning the local yeah. college team? And I said, I will die a Michigan State Spartan fan. So really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, I'm, I'm go blue. I'm go blue. Yeah, that, that, but that actually, <laughs> that probably is more than anyone listening wants to know. They're probably going to yeah. get to the point. When are we going to talk about discipleship? Yeah. So share with us. Yeah. Share with us. Yeah. When was that point for me where I realized the value of it? You know, I'd have to almost go back to high school when it first dawned on me that a person who was in church and was singing the songs churches sing and was reading their Bible, there ought to be something different about that person. And it hit me because I realized when I was in school, I fit right in and no one at school would have guessed I went to church. And then when I was at church, no one would have known the kid who was in school. And there was a turning point in the summer. I went to a youth convention and it really hit me through the speakers and through the relationships form that I ought to be a whole person. Like I ought to be 
what we would today call a disciple. I ought to be a person who integrates what I believe with who I am. Fast forward a few years that God was doing some good work. It was in my 20s in a couple small group. I was newly married that I, I began to really experience personal transformation, that there was a difference God was forging in my life, and he was using the people in that community to do it. And it was tough at times because we were getting together on a regular. We were all young couples, and I thought I was probably a pretty stellar guy and a pretty stellar husband. And through conversations and little uh, confrontations from time to time, I discovered I'm not so great. And uh, it didn't help that my wife would be in the group amening people confronting <laughs> me, but it was yeah. good. I've Now, Karen and I will celebrate 24 years of happy marriage together this summer, and I sometimes look back in my in those formative years and think, had I not had a small group of people that we were doing life with, I'm not sure what the condition of my marriage would be today. I shudder at the thought if I hadn't had that group. And so it's probably about a decade of my life where this whole idea of a disciple who lives a transformed life really began to take shape. And that's what I was thinking as you were sharing that. Thanks for sharing. I can resonate very much with your experience as a high school student and kind of going through that. That's similar to my story as well. But I think to myself, there aren't necessarily these moments or moment in life where we all of a sudden turn the switch on. It's a season for a lot of us. And sometimes that season might be a year, two years, or a decade if you're a slow learner like you, Bill. Just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of us are. A lot of us are slow on the uptake. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can actually resonate with that as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. And Bill, you have contributed so many great things. Um, you've been a well-known contributor to smallgroups.com. You've um, written a great book called The essential guide for small group leaders. And that's done well. And people have really benefited from that. You've discipled people in several contexts. I think in some conversations I've had with you in the past, you you haven't just been a pastor in Oklahoma, you were pastoring in other contexts as well. If I remember correctly, I think you were in Kentucky. Is that right? At one point in time? I was Kentucky, California, and Wisconsin, and Michigan. I, I'm not that old, but I've moved around a bit. So now I'm confused. If you ever were out in California, why did you ever leave? Well, I always joke, you know, when I moved to Kentucky, all the jokes people tell about Kentucky, they're not true. They, the people of Kentucky don't live up to all the little rumors. But when I moved to California, everything people said about California was true. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it was great. They were great people out there, too. Bill, we could have a whole episode on that and trying to understand that. That's an interesting thought. That's right. Well, I want to ask you, you know, as we wrap, this will be a short episode. We just wanted to get to know you a little bit. And one of the things I really am curious um, about you, and I don't know this, but why is discipleship, why are small groups so important to you? And, And I guess you were alluding to it a little bit in your own experience. Why do you even want to take the time to share with others, like myself and people out there listening to this, what you've learned along the way? I mean, what is it that's yeah so exciting for you about that? For me, I come back to something I read in How People Grow by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And in one of the chapters, one of the guys was trying to solve his issues on his own, and God kept bringing people into his life to help him along the way. And it finally dawned on him that people were God's plan A. We so often think plan A is I'm going to work out whatever issue I have between me and God through prayer, Bible study, my own self-discipline or whatever. And God sends people in our lives. That's the plan A. He has sent other people into our lives to help us grow in our faith, to grow as people. 
we just don't grow as well on our own. And that's my story, but actually that's the story of all people. When Adam was first formed, God said it's not good. It's the only time it's not yeah. good was appears. It's the first time I should say it appears in the Bible where something is called not good, and it wasn't good. He's by himself. He needed somebody alongside him, a complete her, someone to make him uh, what he ought to have been. And so uh, God then yeah. brought a person into his life, of course, as we, we probably know that story. But this, to me, is so important because if we can help other people, we have a lot of misshapen disciples out there. We have a lot of folks that aren't quite how God wants them to be. And the church is just replete with not just good examples, but some really bad examples of what a Christian is. But if a person has other people in their life in a really healthy relationship, I would consider it a small group, the likelihood that they are going to grow deep in faith, the likelihood that they will experience what we used to call sanctification, the old church word for becoming more godly, the the more likely that's going to occur if they have people in their lives holding their feet to the fire. Mm. And uh, you see it all through the the scriptures, actually, when you finally lock that key in your mind, you see it over and over. You see that Moses had Joshua and Aaron in his life. And yeah. you see it, David had mighty men. And then he had prophets like uh, Nathan who confronted him. You have people in the lives of everybody in the New Testament. Paul constantly, if you, the boring part of Paul's letters that people usually skip are the friendship circles he talks about at either at the beginning or the end, where he says, hey, hey, say hi to this guy yeah. for me and this gal for me and this couple. And also there's this other guy. Don't forget about him. Make sure that he knows I'm praying for him. That's all. Every epistle of Paul ends that way with the call out of friends. Paul didn't do ministry by himself. He did that with community around him. And so for me, this is just so, so important. It's important because we see it in the Bible. It's practically important. And then if you don't have it, you're in trouble. Yeah. And so my pastor's heart, I want people to feel solid in their faith and to have the tools they need in order to succeed in their faith, in their lives. And that means people have to be part of that. So that's to me, this is just, I'm an endline user. I actually am always in a group. Yeah. And anything I can do to help other people, that's important to me. It's great to hear you share all of that. I mean, it just flows out of your desire to live into Scripture and to allow Scripture to live through you. And you can hear how important it is for you to serve Jesus this way. And so I'm looking forward to having you on as a regular guest of this podcast. I know that in the offline conversations that I've gotten to have with you, I've, I've learned from you, and I'm excited for those tuning in to have the same experience. So, you know, we've got a few weeks planned out here. We got two great series kind of in the works. So for those of you tuning in, I mean, thanks for tuning in today. We are pumped and really looking forward to sharing with you some of these things. The first series we're going to work on and think through, and Bill will be a regular guest on this, is we want to think through the nuts and bolts of what transformative discipleship is and kind of the value of the small group in that experience um, of a person's journey in discipleship. And then we got a second series on that I'm very stoked about. It's about raising leaders for ministry. And I know as a pastor right now, that's one of the key roles that we play. We want to always be raising up the next generation, the next 
group, the next small group leader, the next teacher. And so we're going to think through what does it look like to raise leaders for ministry up? So if you're tuning in, thank you. We hope that you'll find this podcast a very helpful podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Transforming Discipleship Podcast. It's brought to you by smallgroups.com. If you're interested for resources like books, Bill's great book out there, The Essential Guide to Small Groups. You can find these resources online on smallgroups.com. So we hope you'll visit that. Again, thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.